and thank you for joining us on Giving Voice to Depression. I'm Terry. And I'm Bridget. According to the World Health Organization, 350 million people worldwide suffer from depression. Yet at any given time, we can feel entirely alone in our battle. By sharing our stories, we can learn what works for other people, compare our experiences, and share the lessons and resources we've uncovered. Because while we've all heard the statistics, numbers don't tell the story. People do. Today we're beginning a three-part series on stigma. We are talking about its existence, the fact that because it exists, there are some consequences and dangers, and then how our lives would be better if stigma was reduced or eliminated. Stigma certainly is a roadblock to recovery. In fact, I looked it up in a dictionary, and the definition is a mark of disgrace, a stain or reproach on one's reputation. Disgrace. Wow, what a charged word. Yes, and then I looked it up in a thesaurus, and it said shame, all in capital letters, S-H-A-M-E, dishonor, humiliation, and bad reputation. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen anything in all caps in a dictionary except an acronym. Me either, but there's self-stigma. It's how people fear being judged uh, by themselves or by others, as well as people truly judging people. No, oh, Absolutely. I'm looking at a Psychology Today article in the U.S. Surgeon General labeled stigma as perhaps the biggest barrier to mental health care. Hmm. Yeah, well, stigma can kill for sure because it does stop people from reaching out for support. It just adds to the shame and guilt. It absolutely does. And we asked the first dozen people that we interviewed if they believe that stigma exists. Here are some of them. Is there a stigma? Absolutely. And and it's it's a stigma that I think really is starting to shift, but I think it, it prevents us from getting where we need to be with depression. Stigma is alive and well in 2017. People are still discriminated against and they feel they don't have access to services. They When they do have services, they often feel they aren't treated kindly and respectfully. I think I've experienced a stigma just in that it isn't something people generally talk about. People will talk about other mental health issues, um, especially growing up. I remember like hearing about ADHD or hearing about like seasonal affective disorder, um, but not really as much about depression. I have never felt comfortable telling any of my employers that I have depression for like the fear of them not hiring me, me being a complication or them considering that I am unreliable. Yeah, I feel like there's a real association with like either laziness or people thinking that like, okay, if there are days where someone is feeling particularly low and says that they can't, that, that there's some argument against that. And I think that that's where the stigma comes in. So I love that he says uh, the days that somebody just can't because that range of what you can't do depends on the person and the severity of the depression in the episode. And that can't can be, I just can't go to the movie or I can't go to the party or I can't be who you would like me to be right now. I can't be bubbly or engaged or humorous or whatever someone's expecting of you. It can be, I can't make the meeting. I can't make the deadline. I can't get out of bed or I can't. I can't imagine staying alive for another day. Well, that's the other extreme. That's the other extreme. So it can be any of those things. And of course, you know, we're, this is about stigma. So we're talking about people not being able to express that 
because they're afraid of how they'll be judged, and you can see the dangers in that. Bridgie, before we went to those sound bites, you said uh, self-stigma, and that same article that was in the Psychology Today uh, said, further as people begin to experience symptoms with their mental health conditions, such as depression, stigma may cause some people to try to avoid, separate from, or suppress these feelings, all of which have been linked to the worsening of well-being. It gets you coming and going. Yeah, it really does. Well, ending stigma certainly changes lives. And that's really what our mission is, is reducing stigma one story at a time. Absolutely. Let's hear some more. It's never treated as, okay, here's this information. Now let's deal with it in the appropriate way. That was never the first step. The first step was always judgment. Now it's more out there, but you still have the stigmas. You know, there's a lot of, um, like I said earlier, a lot of shame around it. One of the hardest times I've experienced with the depression was when I was pregnant. That was one of the times when there was the most stigma for me to talking about it. Because to say that you're depressed when you're pregnant, I mean, people just like do not understand that. I think in sort of my own intersections of like being a queer identified person, being a person who goes to church, both of those spaces are ones um, where depression isn't always spoken of. But it's hard to talk about and it's not polite conversation. It's not sexy. It's not the sort of like, ooh, kind of topic. Uh, which then lends a stigma to it because if we can't talk about it, then there's a reason we're not talking about it. So Reed says, yeah, and then that leads to the stigma, because if, if we're not talking about it, there's a reason we're not talking about it. And it must be that something's wrong with it for us. However, it's also um, it's also a true, to a certain extent, it's also a true fear. Oh, absolutely. Because it does change the way that people think about you. Absolutely. But I think that there are times that we can presuppose a reaction even though I think there's lots of times we get it, I think we can expect it and therefore we don't put it out there. Which is self-stigma. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, exactly. Yes. yes. So this was part one, discussing the fact that there is indeed stigma for people who think there isn't, uh, including our mother who said, why would there be stigma about depression? And I said, well, I don't know, Mom. I think some people think that maybe someone with depression is less reliable. And she said, oh, absolutely, I think that. I said, Mom, you rely on me. I have depression. Oh, I guess so. So at least we got her to understand a little more. There you have it. Reducing stigma one story at a time. <laughs> one mom at a time. So we will have parts two and three coming up soon. Thanks for listening to Giving Voice to Depression today. We hope that by hearing others' stories, you gain understanding, compassion, and some hope. And remember, be kind, because everybody's fighting a battle you know nothing about.